0: Good morning, good morning. Amen. Good morning. I'm so happy to be with you. So happy to be with you on this morning. Uh, For this is the day that the Lord has made. We do rejoice and we are glad in it. Lord God, we just thank you for this time and this opportunity to share your word. Lord God, thank you for the privilege of being able to speak from your heart to your people, to encourage them, to empower them. Lord God, to help them to recognize that breakthrough has come today. Lord God, we just thank you. We praise you right now for wisdom, knowledge, understanding, my counsel to fear of the Lord, the anointing of God, a keen discernment, and a tongue to learn that I should know how to speak a word in season to so those that are weary. We thank you. We praise you right now. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. 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 We honor our senior leaders, Apostle Willie Talbert and Apostle Mamie Talbert, and to all of you, the good people of God. Uh, I'm so excited to be able to share this word with you on today. And so today we're going to talk about um, we're going to talk about my favorite subject. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, faith. Faith is the substance. Faith is the substance. And so uh, today what I want you to be able to uh, receive from this word is I want you to be able to receive uh, the revelation from God's word. You know, because we're going to share a lot of scriptures. Uh, we're going to, we, I want you to receive the revelation from God's word that you would know and understand that your faith is the victory that helps you to overcome the world. And so uh, let's go to our scriptures. Uh, Hebrews 10, Hebrews 10, 34, and then Hebrews 11, 1. Hebrews 10, 34 says this, for you sympathize for you sympathize with the prisoners and accept it with joy the confiscation of your possessions knowing that you yourselves have a better and enduring possession and then Hebrews 11.1 1. and we're going to share from King James first now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen and the amplified of that same verse of scripture says this now faith is the assurance the title deed the confirmation Of things hoped for divinely guaranteed and the evidence of things not seen the conviction of their reality faith comprehends or understands as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses and so once again uh, subject for this morning is faith is the substance and so when we look at our first scripture uh, where it talks about prisoners, because I want to clarify some things. So where it talks about for you sympathize with the prisoners. Now, these are political prisoners. These are people who were imprisoned by Rome uh, and by the religious establishment of that day for believing in Jesus Christ and for gathering together. Uh, And they were people who had possessions. They had things. They weren't poor. They They weren't broke, busted, and disgusted. They were people who actually had businesses they they were people who had homes who they were people who were well to do which is why they confiscated their possessions they confiscated their possessions and and so says that but you knowing that you yourself have a better and enduring possession so so they didn't lock themselves that's the one thing about them is that they had stuff but they didn't lock their joy in the stuff so that when the stuff was taken away, they were like, oh, no, what's going to happen? No. But they it says that you accept it with joy, the confiscation of your possessions. You you accept it with joy. And sometimes, we need to understand this, is that sometimes the things that we think we lost, we didn't lose them, but God was just making room for more. That's why it says you have a better and enduring possession, because it was just making room for more, for the eternal, for things that that they, that could not even, you needed to have room. You just need to have room. Okay. And some of you in your lives, the, the things that you thought you lost, no, you didn't lose them. You didn't, you didn't lose relationships. No, but God was just trying to get you ready, trying to awaken you and get you ready for better relationships, covenant relationships, relationships that would enhance your walk that would enhance your life that would add something to you even things that you think you've lost maybe you lost a house maybe you lost a car maybe you maybe you lost you lost money but it wasn't just it wasn't something that you lost no but see it now as something in a positive that god was just getting you ready for more he's he's trying to he's trying to he's just trying to make room he's trying to make room and so The first point that we want to share is this. The first point is you need to stop continually rehearsing what you don't desire. So if faith is the substance of things hoped for, then you need to stop speaking what you don't want. You need to stop speaking what you don't want. And that gets us into uh, a point that we shared in previous times uh, where we shared that, in order to sh- change your world, you have to change your words. In order to change your world, you have to change your words. And so a lot of times when you speak what you don't desire, that can come in a form of complaining. You complaining about this person don't like you, that person don't like you. Oh, things just never go right for me. No, you, you're rehearsing. You Every time you speak a complaint out of your mouth, every time you speak something negative out of your mouth, you are speaking what you don't desire, and you are causing that to be attracted to your life. And so it, so we, we shared this in one of the previous lessons that in order to change your world, you have to change your words. So if you want to start experiencing success in a certain area, if you want to start excelling in a certain area, then you have to change your words. And so scripture that we use for that Is Proverbs 18, 20, and 21, which says, From the fruit of a man's mouth, his stomach is satisfied. He is satisfied by the yield of his lips, by what you say, okay? Your your life, you experience what you say. And so death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. So you have to understand that your words do matter. You need to be very disciplined on the words that you speak out of your mouth. I remember years ago when we first uh, started catching hold of this uh, revelation, you know, I remember my parents, you know, teaching, my mom teaching, don't be hung by your tongue, you know, and she used the scripture uh, as her base text for that, don't be hung by your tongue. And my dad would teach about, you know, confession is your possession. And, and so we, we started to understand That if we say the wrong thing, we're gonna get it. If we say the right thing, we're gonna get it. Because your world is framed by your words. Just like this world that we have uh, that we see now and live in was framed by the words. The scripture says in Hebrews that the world was framed by the words of God. And so your world is framed by your words. Remember, faith is. The substance, okay? And so your faith doesn't only work in a positive sense, but your faith can actually work against you when it's based on fear, when it's based on doubt, when it's based on unbelief. And so you'll either you'll either overcome by faith or you'll be defeated by your unbelief. And your words can tell what spirit you're walk, walking in. Whether you're walking in the spirit of faith, and the spirit of faith always speaks in line with the word of God. Or you're walking in the spirit of unbelief. The spirit of unbelief just speaks whatever. Whatever flies out your mouth. And so you need to understand that in order to change your world, in order to change the situations around you, you have to change your words. And so that gets us into the next uh, point. The next point is that a prosperous soul, okay, a prosperous soul uh, must develop because you do understand that the soul is your your mind, your will, and your emotions, okay? So the the aspect of you that I encounter in conversation, the aspect of you that I encounter in normal human interactions is me encountering your soul, okay? And so man is a spirit. All right that's the life of us right but then man has a soul so that's your mind your will your emotions and we live in our physical bodies and so we need to understand how a prosperous soul all right must develop a healthy inner image you must develop a healthy inner image that can see yourself excelling you can already see before it actually manifests in the natural you can already see it inside all right and that inner image then motivates the way that you live your life it motivates what you eat okay you see yourself excelling in life before prosperity materially manifests in the natural world so you already see yourself as a successful business person you already see yourself as a high performing student. you already see yourself and and it's because you see yourself excelling in a, in a particular area that you then begin to focus on building yourself in that area. Athletes the most of the star athletes that when they when they interview them, most of the star athletes when they interview them, they talk about how they when they were a kid, you know, they saw themselves playing in the big leagues. And, and what did they do? Did they say, I see myself uh, wh- playing in a big league, so I'm going to just sit here and, and watch it happen? No, they actually put effort into developing the the star athlete that they would soon become before they became it. And along the way, they experienced those successes. They experienced some some wins okay and those winds showed them that yes i'm on my way people recognize them the recognition prosperous souls will experience recognition you need to be you need to understand that you deserve to be recognized as you are on this path of being prosperous as you begin to develop that healthy inner image then you no longer look at recognition as i don't deserve this but no because you have a healthy inner image And because you understand that your faith, that what you think and what you speak, okay, you will receive the substance of those things. Then when people do recognize you, when they commend you, it doesn't go to your head and when you get haughty or proud, but in a a right, because a healthy inner image again, remember, okay, healthy inner image will then say, I understand that I deserve this because they can see it too. They, because, see, because just like when you eat, if you eat junk food, right? Junk food will eventually show up on the outside. All right? If you eat candy, if you eat if you eat greasy fried foods all the time and not balancing your diet, it will show up on the outside. So the same thing goes for that inner image. If you eat the wrong thing, Intellectually, spiritually. If you eat the wrong thing, it's going to show up on the outside of you. If you are defeated, if if you eat defeat, always listening to people talk down to you, and you never ever try to build yourself up. You never ever try to try to fortify your inner image by, by taking in the word of God, which tells you who you are to Him. And who you are to him is not some some, uh, just dirty, old, unworthy sinner saved by grace. No, he sees you as a saint, as the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And that is exactly how you are to see yourself to where now you see yourself as one who is able to speak for him when the opportunity arises. You no longer think that it's limited to, oh, it's just Pastor Steve, uh, Apostle Willie and Apostle Mamie. they the only ones that can speak for God. No, because you see yourself as the righteousness of God. You see yourself in partnership with God. You see yourself as one who is being led by the spirit of God as a son, as a daughter of God. You understand that your father can download messages to you and that you can speak them to encourage people. You can speak them to bless people. God can actually give you solutions. People with a healthy inner image see themselves as solutionaries. I I started one of my Facebook friends that that's the term that they have, solutionary. You see yourself as a person who doesn't just observe problems and complain about problems and negative situations but you say, okay, God, I recognize the problem. I don't, I, don't, I don't deny that it exists. But by faith, I am receiving downloads from you of the solution. Show me, just like you did with Joseph, and just like you did with Daniel, just like you did with the other men and women of God in the Word, just like you downloaded solutions to them, and you gave them the answer. You, are, you can give me the answer. I'm no less than they but because of Jesus I'm a son of God I'm a child of God I can receive from my father and so what is that inner image because you, you see that word so okay so the term healthy inner, so inner image is that personal view it's the mental picture it's who you see yourself in your mind okay as a man thinks in his heart, Proverbs says as a man thinks in his heart, so is he, okay? So it's that mental picture that we have of ourselves. Stop always waiting for somebody to speak to you because I can speak positive things. I can I can speak an encouragement to you, but unless you can see it yourself, unless you agree and then you begin to accept and see it yourself and then begin to cultivate that it won't matter. It won't matter. We have to stop thinking that, oh, well, I need a prophet to come and speak into my life and then I know everything will be okay. Before that prophet comes, you got to get along with God and let God speak to you. Let Let God talk to you in that time of devotion, in that time of fellowship that you have with him, that you're supposed to have with him. Just because we're not in the Garden of Eden means, doesn't mean that God stopped wanting to fellowship with us. He wants to fellowship with each and every last one of us, but we have to be willing to get with Him, to, to dedicate that time, to make time, make room for Him, all right? And so in Joshua eight, this is the scripture that actually illustrates what I'm talking about with that healthier inner image. So he tells Joshua, he says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall read and meditate. You shall read and meditate. Okay. That word meditate again. It means to rehearse back to yourself. All right. I like, I like to just think about the way you marinate meat. Okay, and and seasonings and stuff just to get that seasoning on the inside to where when you cook it and you cut into it, it tastes exactly like that marinade. All right. So the word of God. So as you meditate, as you marinate in the word, as you continue to rehearse the word to yourself, you begin to think upon it. And, And then as you think upon it, you're asking God, God, show me, open up your word to me. So that I can see how I can apply this to my life. All right. He says, meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything in accordance with all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous for then. Who's going to make your way prosperous? You. Oh, well, God, prosper me. No, he said you make your way prosperous. Oh, God. I need I need you to, to uh, bless me. Well, are you doing what you need to do in order to make room for the blessing? He said, then you will make your way prosperous and then you will be successful. But what, what do I have to do first? I, I have to not only read, but I have to meditate on a word. I have to meditate on a word. All right. Because then I take responsibility. I'm taking responsibility. This is a time where the body of Christ, us as believers, we need to start taking responsibility. Take responsibility for our prosperity. We need to take responsibility for our success and partner with God. Use, his, use the tools. All right. And so point number three, point number three is this. You are meant to prosper in life because it makes God happy. So it is God's will that you prosper. It is God's will that you receive what you believe when you pray. So in Psalm 35 verse 27 says this, Let them shout for joy and rejoice who favor my vindication. Who favor my vindication and want what is right for me. Let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified who delights. What does God do? He delights and takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. So God wants you to prosper. God wants you to be blessed. God wants you to be successful. And every other Word that come that where people say, oh, it's not about prosperity, it's not about success. Well, we we just showed some scriptures where God actually wants us to be prosperous. God wants us to be successful. He wants us to own it. Don't be ashamed. Own it. Some of you, when God is God has blessed you, you've kept it to yourself. You've been ashamed because you don't want people to judge you. You don't want people to to talk about you. But you need to own it. Own the fact that your God wants you to be prosperous. He wants you to be successful. He wants you to be vindicated. He takes delight. He takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servants, of his sons and his daughters. We're not just servants. We're sons and daughters now. So we go a step higher. We go into inheritance now. And our inheritance comes from heaven. We don't got to wait till we get to heaven to enjoy it but we experience that inheritance right here on earth. All right. And so the next point is this. The next point is this. You need to learn now again, taking responsibility, right? So you need to learn how to turn adverse situations into victories by speaking to your mountain in faith. Speak to it. Okay. Okay. Speak to it. Speak to the mountain. All right. And oh, this is one of my favorite scriptures. All right. Mark 11, 22 to 24. This is verse 22 to 23. First says Jesus replied to them, have faith in God. Have faith in God. I assure you, if anyone says to this mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, does not what? Doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will happen, it will what? Be done for him. It will be done for him, all right? But then he goes a step further and says, what? He says, therefore, I tell you, the things you pray and ask for, believe that you have received them and you will have them. So in that, in the first two verses, he says, he says, say to the mountain, be lifted up, be thrown into the sea. And do not doubt in your heart. So if you're going through an adverse situation right now, all right, you need to begin to speak to that situation. Stop letting that situation bring a storm cloud over your life. Stop letting that situation determine how you feel from day to day and begin to speak. Speak, say something, Mm. say something. Mm. You need to say something. They they have a saying if if you go into the I noticed the New Jersey, the New York Transit system, they have a sign that says, if you see something, say something. Say something. You you've seen adverse situations. Now it's time for you to speak the promise of God concerning you. Start to speak what God said instead of speaking what you're experiencing, what you're going through. Stop complaining. Stop stop talking negative. Stop doubting what God has put on the inside of you and say something. The authority that comes, and and you can go back into our archive and watch the Authority of the Believer series that I did a few months ago. But the authority that we have gives us the privilege, it gives us the right to take command to take command in the spirit and to turn things around if it doesn't line up with the word then it's got to change then it's got to change your your situation has no right to control your destiny But you need to start to decree and declare what God has said concerning you. And so, point number five. That storm that you're facing, it has to bow to the authority of Jesus Christ. So use your authority and silence it. Use your authority and silence that storm. I don't care how boisterous the winds are. I don't care how loud the thunder rolls. You need to use your authority and silence the storm. And so let's look at Mark 439. Mark 439 says this, And he awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And then what did he say to them? Why are you so afraid? have you still no faith Jesus was saying you could have did this you could have did this I from it, it sound like Jesus like like me when it comes to sleep don't nobody try to wake me up when I'm in a deep sleep he said he woke up with two he said peace be still he didn't sit there and, and say, wow, this storm is really, wow, wow, no, no. He he woke up and said, peace be still. The devil has no right to steal your peace. The devil has no right to steal your joy. And if you catch him trying to perpetrate and invade, then you need to use your authority and send him running. Use your authority and send him running. He says, you could have did this. Why are you so afraid? You could have did this. I, I taught you how to do it. Sometimes we put too much where we're saying, well, I'm waiting on the Lord. No, God is waiting on you. God is waiting on you to realize who you are. And to start walking in who you are. And again, it's not pride. It's not arrogance. But it's understanding who you are in relation to the Lord. And it's abiding in that. All right. And so in point number six, you've got everything you need to win in life. You've got everything you need to win in life. And so in Luke 17 verse 5 to 6, Jesus said to the, the the apostles said to the Lord, "Increase our faith." But what did he say? If you have faith the size of a mustard seed, the Lord said, "You can say to the smallberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea and it will obey you." Stop asking for more and use what you got. Use what you got. I remember one time I was when I was living in Texas, uh, we were at a service and the man of God, Dr. Bill Smith, had just finished teaching and somebody came up to him and said, you know, uh, I I want you to pray with me that I would have more faith, that the Lord would give me more faith. He said you already got it. Just use it. And so we are we got everything we need. And and I know, trust me, I don't downplay, uh, I don't downplay inequities in society or any of that, but what I have in God is greater than that. It's greater than that. It, it and so we need to understand who we are and begin to walk in who we are. Walk in that faith. Because your faith is a substance, not later, but now. Hebrews 11.1 one says what? Now faith is a substance. And so it's not later, it's now. And so in 2 Peter 1.3, 2 Peter one three says his divine power. And, and if you follow us on social media, uh, you probably saw this post up there last week. It says his divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence or his goodness. In the Amplified Bible, that same verse of Scripture says what it says for his divine power has bestowed on us absolutely everything necessary for a dynamic spiritual life and godliness through true and personal knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and virtue. And so you got to open up the word of God in order to grow in that knowledge and and to experience that everything. If you want to experience that everything, crack open your Bible, read it, meditate on it, and you will begin to receive and to actually access the everything that you have. The Bible tells us everything that we have. It doesn't just say you got everything. No, but then if as you start to read the Word of God and and as you begin to see the promises of God, then you will see the everything that it's talking about. All right, and so then, and we need to understand that faith is substance, and so. I want you to begin to change your confession. Instead of speaking about what you don't have, what's not going right for you, begin in the creed to create the favor of the Lord upon your life. Begin to see yourself as a son, as a daughter of God that God truly loves and that he delights in prospering, that he delights that he delights in blessing. See yourself as the focus of his good intentions. When it comes to you, God has only good intentions for you, even if you have not been walking in line with the Lord. The Lord truly does have good intentions for you, which is why he gives us the opportunity to repent and to accept Christ Jesus as our Lord and Savior. So that we can experience everything that I've talked about today, that we can experience the authority, that we can experience the prosperity, that we can have and begin to develop that healthy inner image, which is is created after Christ Jesus, that has a no-limit mindset. And so I'm giving you an opportunity right now, if you are watching and you this message has resonated with you, you 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 receive, you believe. You receive what has been shared this morning, the scriptures that have been shared this morning. I didn't share from my own opinion, but I shared the word of God. And so I want you to just just ask Jesus right now, Lord Jesus, I want you to come into my life. I want you to I want you to become Lord of my life. I accept what you did by dying on a cross, shedding your blood for me. For me, you saw me worthy. You saw you saw that it was necessary. So you shed your blood for me. But then you didn't just shed your blood and die on a cross and be buried in a tomb. But then on the third day, you got up for me. You got up so that I would experience total and complete victory. Death had no power, had no hold on you. And I'm I'm grateful for that. Because that tells me that I can live the overcoming life. And so I pray that you would connect with us uh, using our social media platforms, that you will just let us know that you accepted Jesus Christ on today. Uh, send us an email, send us an inbox. Let us know that you accepted Christ today. Let us know about the testimonies that God is, is working in your life as you begin to walk out this lesson. Watch this lesson again. Listen to it again. You don't get our subscribe to our free podcast, the YLM Sermon of the Week and and listen to this message. Listen to all the messages again and and let your faith be fed, encouraged, along with eating your breakfast as you're eating your breakfast. Listen to some word. Let the word just go over and over and over again in your ears and your spirit. And begin to experience overwhelming victory and breakthrough because your faith is the substance
1: now. And so be blessed and refreshed in the Lord. Partner with YLM financially using the following methods. Text giving. Text give to one eight four four nine four eight three eight nine five. 844 948 3895 Search for Yes Lord Ministries in Kenilworth, New Jersey. Our website. Visit www.ylmconnect.org and click Donate. Cash app, dollar sign YesLordM. Mail checks or money orders to yes Lord Ministries, P.O. Box 425, Union, New Jersey 07083. You're invited to our Sunday morning virtual worship experience at 8.30 a.m. every Sunday night at 6.30 p.m. Join us for our Sunday night Ignite service. Every Wednesday morning from 5.30 a.m. to 5.45 a.m., join us for a corporate prayer. Our calling number is 716-427-1096, and the access code is 172268-POUND. Every Wednesday evening at 7.30 p.m., join us for Spread the Bread Bible Study as we dive into the Word of God. Subscribe to our podcast, YLM Sermon of the Week, on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. On behalf of our senior leaders, Apostle Willie Talbert, Apostle Mamie S. Talbert, Lead Pastor Steve Talbert, and the Yes Lord Ministries Church family, thank you for joining us and welcome home.